What's up, guys? Welcome to the Talk Rice TV show. I'm Jesse Chan, and I'm joined by me with a couple of my friends today to talk about some juicy stuff I got with me. I'm Nikki. I'm Erica. It's Jay. And Wu. Okay. Thank you guys for coming on to the show today. We're going to kick things off with the little hobbies that you guys like, which is video gaming, right? If you guys didn't know, we have ourselves two lovely video um, Twitch streamers. If you guys had the opportunity, make sure you go check them out. Shameless plugging them. What's, your, what's y'all's uh, Twitch Twitch uh, handle? Young Nicks. Okay. Baby Nectar. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> 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 yeah, speak up a little bit. Erica, what is that? Shot. What is, what is it? Baby Nectar. All right, so if y'all out there, go ahead, give them a follow. Go flame their joint, you know? Go flame their chats. Flame. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. But let me ask you guys a question. Um... In your experience of being female um, video gamers, what do you guys th- um, feel about toxicity within streaming and how people treat you? I think, like, especially if you're doing really well in a game, then it makes me want to talk more. Because then I'm like, I'm doing really well. And, like, mm-hmm. no guy's going to, like, dog on me or whatever. But if I'm playing really bad, then I'm not talking. Because then the guys will be like, oh, she's a girl. That's why she's playing bad. Okay. This is BB Nectar. (laughs) Um, I think it's crazy because sometimes if I like play bad and there's a guy that's playing worse than me, I get called out. Okay. Yeah, I hate that. I'm like, he's doing way worse and he's Reyna. Like, you What? (laughs) (laughs) If you guys didn't know, um, everybody here plays Valorant but me. So... You, you did. You did play Valorant. No, 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 no. I pl- a good I, no, I did not. I played for like a day. I was terrible. I was like, this is not my game. I'm out. I still have you added. So you did play. What does it say? It has not logged in for over what, like 500 days? No, I said you logged in. If you play, if you play, like, you haven't played League ever. So in a while, so never mind. I recently started again. Okay, there you go then. Like, I, I, I'm just messing around. I'm so bad. I remember when you had like that, like at JMU, you had like the laptop on and it was always like having League on. Hey, I was, I was on that. Did you ever play? No. Oh, man, I was on that for almost like 10 years. <laughs> That's the most toxic game out there. Yep. It is. It is. But what's up? CSGO is toxic too. Really? Yeah. God. Did you start off in CSGO before you went to Valorant? Only for like a month before Valorant came out. Question, what what actually prompted you guys to actually start streaming? Like, what was the motiv- motivating factor to say, I want to do this? COVID. COVID? Okay. I started streaming off of PS4. PS, wait, what? Yeah. What were you playing? Zero, zero viewers except for Rob. <clears throat> Dang. Yeah. That's, start a, from that's your man, your number yeah, one no, supporter, right? Your partner. Mm-hmm. Hey, every, that's what they say. Every expert started was a novice at one point, right? What about you guys? Toxic things. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I don't know. All right, Valorant is just toxic. We're going to cut the page. It is toxic. And it's not always the people you think it is. Like, there's like some of them, there's that nice Reyna. And then there's that one dude who just be tilting for you and he plays smokes and you need smokes and he just sucks. Not sucks. He's toxic. Mm. And, uh, you know, I feel like Wu over here, he's, he's not one to say much. He'd be like, he's, he says what he needs to say. I'm just a, the overly bubbly person I'm on the inside. I'm bubbling over with anger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I think video games like that are just, they build character. Toxicity builds character. I'm going to be honest. I agree. I agree. Um, I will say this. I think, you know, more recent we play Valorant, but I think the most toxic game that I've ever played was Call of Duty. <laughs> the proximity chat was... 
nuts. Like, if you could make it through that, bro, I think you can make it through anything. <laughs> Dang. It's true. It's true. It, it builds thick blood. Okay. <laughs> thick I'll blood, not thick skin, thick blood. <laughs> okay. Do you think being as streamers, do you think that has uh, has allowed y'all to build, like, thicker skin to this stuff and be more, I guess, um, be able to handle, like, verbal abuse through the chats and stuff? Yeah, I used to cry all the time. Really? Especially with my friends. Like, they're so, like, I wasn't used to that kind of, like, meanness, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So did you? So you it just made me like, uncomfortable. Like, give me a moment. I'll be right back. Go yeah, to your room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But now I think I'm a lot like my skin is thicker because of it. So you can you can take the beating now. Yeah. What about you, Nikki? Dude, yeah, people are mean on the internet. I had some comments before, or even like streaming and then playing Val too. I would cry because I'm like, what the heck? Like, why do people like say that? Or you know, like, there's it's so much energy to be mean. And then, like, over the years, I just kind of, like, it still affects me sometimes, but not as much as it used to. Mm, okay. Why do you guys think people are so toxic? Because no one wants to blame <clears throat> themselves. Okay. So if they, like, if they're, if they're, the game's going bad, no one wants to be like, well, I messed up here, or I overpeaked, quote, unquote, or if you're playing league, it's like, oh, my bad, I didn't, like, put a ward there, and so I jumped to a bush, I just... Face checked a bush or something like that, and I died. People will be like, hey, "Yo, man, bottom frag." Even though you're LMS every single time, like, why aren't you helping me out? Even though you're halfway across the map, or like, if you're in lead, like, why aren't you? Why are you dying in the jungle? Like, well, maybe you should award that. It's not my fault, but then no one wants to blame themselves. I will say that when in the past with League, you guys we don't chat. Like, you guys actually chat in Valorant. I don't chat at all, so we we be keyboard warriors up in there. <laughs> but I'm nice. I'll be like, my bad. I'm sorry, I didn't Trigger do that. Your finger. I get triggered and I retaliate when I'm being nice and people want to bag on you for being nice. And I'll be like, dude, I'm just being nice with you. Why are you like popping off on me? Yeah. But now I think, uh, Jay, you are correct that people are toxic because sometimes maybe um, they they don't want to seem inferior. So say like if you did something, like you probably shot somebody they think it's unfair, they might just bag on you because, you know, they, they feel like, dang, this person is more... What's the word inferior to me? Why am I losing this? So they basically want me to like make you inferior mentally just to make them feel better. Yeah. What's that called? Toxic masculinity? <laughs> what? Pull up your stats. Oh. I think that's weird. When people pull up your stats. Mine's Mine private, private, I think. Mine's all private. I'm like, yeah. Well, you you said it's toxic masculinity. You mean that's not a to- that's just being toxic. That's just toxic. I'm just, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to stir the pot. <laughs> Erica, oh Erica over here is like, yeah, like, hey, yeah. Men what you mean? Are, <laughs> men are what? Men are. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, say no, it. No, I was just say kidding. Say it. No, no, no. You gotta finish your statement. No, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. I was stirring the pot too. But it's not only men; it's women too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like when we were Everybody's. talking before the the. Thing wasn't recording how there are girls on Valorant 2 that are just as toxic it's like mm. dude are you okay at home like why are you why are you, and you know like, what it was fights with me? you know what their boyfriends probably started with probably did something they're trying to take it out on you I think she was cute with her boyfriend oh you know what maybe maybe, maybe the boyfriend didn't help, help her out and she Pocket tried to take sage. it out on you Pocket sage. Pocket sage. yeah but okay so speaking that on the topic about um toxicity Jay you guys have another, you three have another thing that's in common other than gaming is you could say you guys come from, what's the, what's the correct term I'm no looking dads. for? Like it's nuclear families, are they called? 
a non-nuclear family. A non-nuclear. I thought nuclear families. Oh, you guys are all from a non-nuclear family, and I believe that is correct. Y'all can fact check me. Or basically but. broken homes. That's okay. the best way I can explain it. So you guys all come from broken homes in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And some would say people that come from those type of families have a different. They can develop toxic tendencies or toxic, you know, attributes. Not saying I am, but some people say that. Yeah. Would you agree or disagree? I would think so. Um, I, I wouldn't say it may be like toxic, but there's definitely traits that like um, that you can develop and could lead to issues like, you know, later on in life. Um, I guess I can just say for myself, like the one thing that I, <laughs> I guess was raised, born and raised to do was to always like talk back to people. Um, <laughs> so you're confrontational. Yeah. I, trust me, I, I know you're confrontational. I boy. can be. This man's a pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just something that I was like born and raised with. And like, I think that's an issue now. Cause like it could, I, looking into my past, I think it led me to like some arguments that I didn't need to have. If mm. I was like, you know, more calm and like thought things through. Okay. Ladies. Um, I think for me, it's like, I've never seen like, even with like my grandma, my aunts, my mom, like a good father figure or like a stable relationship, you know, mm-hmm. so that kind of like affects my relationship and like views on marriage. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I agree. I think I have some toxic tendencies, but I think it took me a long time to realize it. Okay. Like, I, I was aware of it, but it, it took me a while to realize, like, okay, I need to actually fix this. It's like, I think mine is, like, self-sabotage. Mm. And that affects my relationships, too, because I'm, like, in over my head. And then that ruins, like, the relationship. Okay. Speaking of self-sabotage, Erica, I want to come back to something you said earlier about marriage. We'll come back to that, though, but I want to address this one real quick. Um, have you ever heard that they say the self-sabotage is the reason why people do that is because um, internally, most a lot of people are control freaks, okay? You always want to control the outcomes of um, your life and how things play out. When you self-sabotage, you feel like you're out of control of the situation, and you feel that that person that you may be romantically interested with, they may potentially leave you, okay? And it triggers a fear of abandonment. And so a lot of times what they say is, if you are somebody who self-sabotage, that means that you are uncomfortable with knowing of the uncertainty within, I guess, a situation of whether or not it's going to last or whether it's going to keep going. And because you guys are uncertain about that, um, people, whether you're guys or um, females, you self-sabotage because in that way, you can determine the outcome of that situation. Have you guys ever heard that? Yeah. So do you think that that is valid that people, or maybe in your case, that you self-sabotage intentionally in order for you to basically be in control? Yeah, I think so. Even if you did like them? Yeah. Okay. Just because I think it's like the fear of like not knowing what's or out of my control. Okay, I see. Okay, thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm married. Bro <laughs> <laughs> is married. I, I, you run away. I definitely, I definitely can see what you're getting at. And like, I feel like that, like just thinking of like, you know, other, my other friends and like, um, that are in the same situation. I feel like that's definitely prevalent to them. Okay. 
do you have you um since you are married 12 years now coming up in 12 years right i'm not i'm not married for 12 years <laughs> but but <laughs> relationship for yeah. relationship for yeah this 2010 well actually i've known her since freshman year so like official let's just say 2010 so 13 13 this yeah, man's years. Hey, you take the award for the longest relationship that I know. <laughs> right? So, um, you know, think about it. 2010, dang. I was just entering college. But anyways, so do you think that in that long-term um, experience in the 13 years, did you ever try to self-sabotage that type of relationship? Um, I don't think so. Okay. But you, Erica? Has self-sabotage something that happens to you? All the time? All the time? No, I feel like I do because, like, the whole marriage thing, I'm just like, I don't know. It scares me, the idea of, like, marriage. Okay. I have a a question kind of circling back. There's two things that I'm kind of interested in. You said you were basically taught to talk back. How does that work? Um, I'm I'm like, I'm generally curious. When I was a kid and I talked back, I got backhanded or, like, spanked. (laughs) Like, So I was like, all right, I shouldn't talk back. Or I don't want my butt, I don't want it hurt to sit, essentially. So yeah. for you, how do you basically get trained to talk back? Um, so <laughs> I guess this is like a, I got to spill the beans. But essentially my mom and my dad are divorced. Um, and for the early part of my years, I lived with my dad. He was not really there. And then I kind of, you know, got the courage to tell him that I wanted to move in with my mom because, you know, he wasn't there. And so I think around like 10 um, me and my sister moved in with my mom. Um, but those early years were really bad, like for, um, me and my sister, my dad remarried and basically like my stepmom was not like a good stepmom to me. Mm-hmm. And so I kept telling my mom, like, yo, like I don't like my stepmom. My dad's never there. And my mom was just like, yeah, if she's treating you this way and that way, like just talk back to her. Oh, and so, <laughs> Mama so, Tom, Mama Tom. Yeah, so my mom was just like, yo, like, don't put up with that stuff. Like, say what you have to say. Like, and that's, you know, for me, like, I think the one thing is that, you know, living with my mom and her teaching me that I never had somebody like restricting me or like punishing me for like that action. And like, I feel really, really bad for like, for, for saying this, but like, my mom definitely taught me. And, like, that kind of carried over, like, later on in my life. Like, I used to talk back to my mom still. And, obviously, I didn't have that father figure to, like, to punish me for, like, talking to her like that. But, I like, reflecting on that, like, as I've grown up, like, I've realized, like, obviously, I shouldn't, like, talk to people. Sometimes the way that I talk to people. Maturity. Well, at least you know. At least you know. Yeah. So, and then, Erica, you said... You say your grandma, your aunt, and your mom, you've never seen a stable... Well, I have a stepdad, but, like, okay. he's, he's awesome because okay. he's been there. But, okay. like, I've never, like, my aunt has been married. I've never seen my uncle, though, but then they divorced. Um, my grandma never met my grandpa. Uh, wait, yeah. wait, wait, is he, did he also divorce, or he just, like... My grandpa passed away. Okay, so, he passed, okay, okay. But, yeah, so I've never seen, like, a... I've always seen, like, independent women. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. You like you with that Beyonce stuff. <laughs> all my single ladies. I got you. So Erica, you a strong independent woman? I don't know about that, but yeah, I don't I just think marriage scares me and like my dad, knowing like everything he's done, kind of just like mm-hmm. he wasn't the best dad. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was what I wanna bring up when I said I come back to you. I wanna talk about, like wanna address that marriage issue. How do you think that the broken home 
affects your viewpoint on marriage? Because you said about self-sabotage, marriage. Care to elaborate on that? No? Okay. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think my view on marriage is like kind of skewed to it. I kind of agree with Erica in a way because like my parents loved each other, but like sometimes it just didn't seem like it was enough or like my dad was like sick um, physically and mentally. And so it just was like, I don't know. It, from my viewpoint, from, I mean, I only saw my dad, like, the first nine years. But it was like, do they love each other? Like, it just, like, as a kid, you're like, you think, oh, or you see in the movies, like, they're just, like, people in love. But I just didn't really see it. So it's kind of makes me think, like, or, like, growing up, like, dang, is that something I want? Or is, is that even real, you know? I don't know. That makes sense. But. Okay. So, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wu, Mr. Only One that's actually married here. <laughs> I love. <laughs> He's in love. So I'll say this: like um, for me, um, obviously I'm married. Um, I guess growing up, like like seeing like this, like I don't know if that's the right term, distraughtness of like my home and like between my mom and my dad and like divorce and all the other drama that came with it. Like it made me want to like being like a, a in a happy family like, okay i didn't want like my kids to do to deal with what like i had to deal with okay um besides like the kids part um for me i just wanted to be happy you know okay um obviously like people can see it in a negative way and like always question it but for me it was just always like i want to find the right person okay. to be happy with and like to have a family with but you but you're an anomaly I don't know. I mean, there's two people like we know, like there's him and there's Marla. True. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. This, it's not an anomaly if there's like two in one friend circle. True. Yeah, that's but true. But I have another question in regards to that. When you're talking about like marriage and things like that, and you're talking about love and like what is it? Who do you guys think, all, everyone here, who do you guys think teaches you like what love is from a parental standpoint? Like, not who should, but who has taught you, like, about that stuff, I would say. My mom. Okay. For sure. Yeah, mom. The women in my family. The women in your family? They've always been in my life. Okay. Yeah. And how do you think they, how do you think they do that? Just by physically being there? Like, how did, how did you guys learn what love is, I guess you could say? Like... I'll give you an example for myself. I'll give you an example for myself. Right? So I would say I learned what love is from my mom. Right? And I learned about it more so recently because I spent a lot more time with her now due to, you know, COVID. Before, it wasn't like I was lucky because they retired when I was in high school. So I got to hang out with my mom a lot, but it wasn't like I was really close to them. And then now I'm really close to my mom and I see what she did. And I understand love is like a lot about sacrifice. Because my mom sacrificed so much for me, like, you know, her health, her time, even though, you know, she want. My mom's a freaking talker. Gabagoo, man. She's a chatterbox. She loves to talk. And she literally sacrificed that just to be with, like, just to provide for me. So, like, her form of love was, like, I'm sacrificing my, my time with you, my health, 
just to provide for you. So that's how I learned, like, okay, that's what love is. Like, that's what I should be looking for in love. So, like, that's what I'm saying. For you guys, you guys said your mom and the woman in your life, what did they do for you guys to, you know, show you that? When I was sick, they, like, would always, like, make me soups and medicines and, like, just... What kind of soup are we talking? What kind of soup? Some nasty soup, but it it (laughs) made me feel better. Is it Bolivian? Not even chicken noodle? It's a Bolivian soup. Yeah, my grandma did it. Okay. Like, all of them would always, like, they'd take it to Robert's house and, like, drop off medicine. I had COVID, so, Uh yeah, that, I think that's love. Okay. Okay. My entire family did that. Wait, wait, which, which, um, your, which, which of your parents is Viet? My dad. Your dad? Okay. Okay, so circling back to, like, the marriage thing, like, my mom put up with a lot with my dad, and that I think like she sacrificed like my mom wasn't there either for me when I was growing up I didn't really see her much um but she was like Jay said sacrificing a lot and I didn't really appreciate it until I got older Mm -hmm. even like out of college I think out of JMU I didn't really realize it because I'm like dude this lady works like 24 7 I never see her Mm -hmm. and then we actually like how to talk about it, mm-hmm. which is something that I feel like most people should do if if they're like feeling resentful or something with their parents. Like my mom and I had a talk, and like man, it really like opened both of our eyes because she never knew like how I felt growing up, and I never knew how she felt either. Okay. So just like opening that door and kind of like showing our like emotional maturity over the years it okay. kind of like made our relationship 10 times closer and now like we're really close okay and i think yeah she taught me what like love is too by the sacrifice and she also like it was like both like the marriage thing is skewed for me but it's like she also taught me what love is okay it's like both speaking of moms looks like everybody here's a mama's girl or mama's boy Right. Uh, I'm sure as you guys have grown up, you guys always experienced your mom has always nagged at you about certain things like, hey, do this, do that. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Don't talk to this person. Don't talk to that person. This is in my personal opinion. I want you guys opinion on this. Do you think that in the end, everything your mom ever said to you was always right? Like, even though at the time that they said it to you, you may not agree with them, whether say something like, um, for instance, my mom. Has a, she is, has an extremely keen eye for character and seeing people. Like my mom can literally look at you for like, a, like five seconds and then she would tell me, that's not a good person, don't hang out with that person. That's not a good person, don't hang out with That's a good person, you hang out with them. Go talk to that person. And in my 30 years, yes, I'm old as hell, okay? Same. I have experienced, <laughs> <laughs> let's go, 30 year gay. <laughs> but okay, in my experience, I've noticed that my mom was always correct. And there have been people in my friend group, the mom has told me, don't hang out with that person. And it has always gone bad. That person is always like, and I'm not being the friend group. I'm sure you know who. Yeah. Right. And so, um, not that one, the one from a couple of years ago. Yeah, be, I uh, that's, right. what, that's what I was thinking. But yeah, so my mom has always been able to tell me exactly this person is bad off rim and tell me don't hang off this person. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that everything that your mom has always said to you is, has been correct from day one? Yeah. Yeah. Brandon? <clears throat> trying to think. My mom says a lot of things. But, but think- I, I, for, majority, for majority of what she's said in the past, I, I definitely agree. And she's always just looking out for, for the best of us. Like in my current situation, like 
it's funny because I see it come full circle. Uh-huh. And my little sister is in college. And she, my mom used to always nag us, like, apply for internships, apply for jobs, do this, do that, do this. Yeah. And, like, just the other month, like, my sister was home and, like, it was just me, her, and my mom in the kitchen at her house. And my mom was like, Renee, did you um, talk to the lady about the internship? And then Renee was like, Mom, I told you. Like, she was, like, screaming at her. I was like, flashback. Like, Holy <laughs> shit. I used to do that. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, I just, like, now that I'm grown and, like, I reflect on all that, I just realized that, like, she's just looking out for the best, like, of our interests. Mm-hmm. She just wants us to succeed and, like, get have good paying jobs and do what we want to do, you know? Yeah. Okay. And I definitely, like, agree with what she said. Okay. I. I, I had a, a talk with my mom recently about this because uh, she was talking. I I agree with my brother. Like a lot of almost everything your your mother says to you is is right. I was I was throwing my dad in there too because you know I did learn love from my dad, but in a different way. But I tell my mom I was like it's because when you when mothers when they say something they're trying to tell you it from what they value. You know what I'm saying? Like they value your future and your security. But at the time, you're like, what, like 13, 14, 15, 18? You're like, I don't give a damn about that. Like, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to have fun. I'm trying to do this, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and I right. was like, Ma, you know, if you told me like, hey, you know, if you apply to this good internship, go to this good job, you know, you'll meet some cool people that can help you do what you want to do. Like, stuff like that. Not yeah. saying, hey, do this because this is what I want you to do. So yeah. I was like, Mom, I was like, you didn't do this wrong. I was like, but, you know, moving forward, I was like, if you want me to do something, you should appeal to it like from what I want in life, essentially. Because that's the only way to make someone do what they what you want them to do is like, hey, that's, that's, that's literally the only way. And that's the reason why now we realize it because our values kind of align with what our parents' values were at yeah. the time. That's what we're like, oh yeah, they, they were right about that. Yeah, I wasn't being an idiot, so. <laughs> okay. There's one, just one example. But like in hindsight, I'm like, mom, thank God you told me no. So I... Um, in high school, freshman year, I got asked to prom by a senior. <laughs> okay. Okay, 18. Okay. I'm 14. Dang. And it's right. slim pickings out there, buddy. <laughs> right? And I was like, Mom, can I go to prom? And she's like, with who? And I said the name. She's like, isn't he a senior? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be fun. She's like, what the hell? She's like, heck no. And I was like crying. I was boohoo. I was like, my mom won't let me do anything. I'm like. Looking back, like, ew, why the hell is he asking me to prom? You were Thank smitten. God. You were smitten. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you did good. You did good. Side tangent. What is the, um, let's talk, let's, let's, let's elaborate on that. What is the age, proper age gap that is unacceptable and acceptable? Unacceptable? Yes. You said it's less four years, 14 and 18. Well, he's also like, he's 18. Okay. And I was 14. Okay. That's weird. And you guys know what happened at prom, right? <laughs> <laughs> no business. Um, I mean, if I think if you're older. I... I personally think it's weird if, like, a, let's say, 40-year-old is dating, like, a 25-year-old because what do you have in common? Like, yes, we're both in different stages of your life. Okay. Um, you know, that's just weird. Or if you're, like, 21 and they're, like, 35. That's okay. weird. Can I elaborate? Go ahead. Okay, so my parents were, like, almost 20 years apart. Okay. Right? And, like, yeah, it's weird. But I feel like they had a lot in common because they were both farmers and stuff. But, yeah, it, I can see it being interesting to look at. 
Mm. My dad was 43 when I was born. My mom was 23. Yeah. 20 years. Well, I'll say, like, I feel like the perception is, like, oh, like, this guy is too old for this girl. Or this woman is too, you know, old for this guy. But, like, if we're legally, like, if everything's legal, like, obviously, like, you have the the ages, like, Mm -hmm. you can't date, like, a 16-year-old if you're, like, 30. But if we're over the age of 21, let's just say that, I think age doesn't really matter if you guys are happy and you guys have the same interests. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because my cousin got married recently. Okay. And there's a big age difference. What is it? I don't really know, but I've seen <laughs> I've seen pictures. <laughs> it's probably it's more than a ten year difference. I'll mm. tell you that. Okay. Maybe pushing twenty year difference. Okay. And I mean, if she's happy and they have the same interest, they love being with each other, I don't think I would care. Okay. It's just the perception that from the outside looking in, like, oh, it's weird that, you know, they're twenty years apart, like Okay. In the end, like, who cares, right? All right. Erica. Yes. With that. All right. So I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Is it acceptable for me to date a 21-year-old? I think it's kind of weird. Why? I don't know. I just, what do you have in common? That's ageism right there. Yeah. That's like, ageism, that's, like, Erica. <laughs> All right. I'll explain it to you. It's, like, predatory to me. You think it's predatory? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can say that. You can say that. I I'm like, what? I'm, so I'm looking at you like, what? How's that predatory? They're so young. Okay. They just are able to drink. All right. You know? This is this is my stance on. It. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you guys disagree if you guys want. Um, so as generally, in my experience, as women get older and get towards their 30s, there comes a lot of drama. There just comes a lot of stuff you just don't want to deal with. You know, the older you get, I mean, it's on me too. You know, I've been through a lot of stuff, and there's some stuff that. Fortunately, I don't have a lot of, I don't have any baggage. Like, I don't got no crazy nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't got to worry about nothing. I got I got to sleep with one eye open. Or, like, <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Okay. From in me playing devil's advocate, um, if I was to date, say, a 21-year-old, the reason why I would want that is because I want that clean slate. I want the feeling of knowing that I don't have to worry about all this history coming up on me. Do you know what I mean by that? And usually when you go younger, it's, you don't, you're less likely to face that, you know? Yes, they may not be as mature, but then also you think about guys mature, they say guys mature slower than women. So if you're 21, it probably takes like someone in the late 20s to be in the same maturity levels as you, right? So, and also our brother uh, has told me this like a month ago, Women, y'all like like when you're younger, you just have more energy. Like I'm 32, but I feel like I'm like still like 27, 25. Like I can go. <laughs> like if I want to, I can go. All right, let's go to Echo Stage right now. I'm down to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if I want to go, I can go. You know, okay. and I don't need I don't need like I don't need to be like caffeinated out like the wazoo or some of that. Like I feel younger now than I did when I was. I feel exactly the same when I felt when I was 26, 27. You know, and I would want a younger a woman to basically accompany me and make those memories, you know? Make you feel young. Not really make me feel young, but, like, keep up with me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I mean. Because I've, I've noticed, like, there's some people, like, as, um, like, women, as they get closer to 30s, not all, just some, maybe, more, I don't know. Um, when they start hitting that <laughs> mark, 
they looking for that ring. They trying to settle down. They looking for kids. And I speak this about this because I like, especially with like my cousins and my sister, they're all like, when they all hit 30, they not about that like fun life no more. They not about that traveling. They want to get it down. They want to get married. They want to have kids. They're not about having fun no more. The yeah. eggs are ticking. Exactly. Time bomb. Them eggs are screaming. <laughs> right? Yeah. My uh my, my big who I recently went to um to a wedding with, she's um my age, and she's been texting me for the last three years when she turned 29. She said, Little, I need I need this ring now. Granted, she has a man, she says, I need this ring now. Connie, if you're hearing this, I'm talking about you. I saw I saw the photos. Yeah, so yeah, so she's she's been telling me since she was 29, she says, My eggs are screaming. She says, "I did." They're talking to me at night when I sleep. But it's true though, because like the older girls get, like the higher risk of okay, um, like Down syndrome, like mm-hmm. things like that. For so, yeah, it's like it's a literal time bomb. So once girls like hit thirty, they're like, "All right, like I have X amount of years left to." Uh-huh. Reduce. Yes. Okay. And to elaborate on that, um, reproduce. I mean, uh, Erica. There's another reason why me. This is my actually another reason why I would not date like someone my own age group. Mm-hmm. It's because generally speaking, I don't want to be rushed. I have no problems with marriage, right? I I tell people this all the time. If I were in a long long term relationship right now, and I was dating a girl right now, and I felt it was right. I am ready to get married right now, like today, like tomorrow. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. I would have no qualms with that. But at the same time, I'm not. I don't want to be dating somebody for only six months, one year before I have to propose. I don't want an ultimatum, someone telling me or forcing me for that ring. I want to do it when it feels right. But not every person like around your age is like that, though. Uh, I don't know. Really? And speak, like, that's why I say I'm talking about like me dating women my own age. Yeah. Like I've I've dated women in like their thirties and every single one of them oh, yeah. put pressure on me. They looking for that, like when they want like this is like usually when they were like 29, 30, like after a couple months. Brady, you know you've seen like some of those. I yeah. always tell I always tell you to like why well, didn't I? Like listen, I I didn't want that pressure. I didn't want that pressure. Like, I, I'm I'm down with it. Like let me go on my own pace. I'm not saying that like I'm gonna take like ten years. Like you know I'm yeah. when they're twenty like I'm not gonna take ten years. But at the same time. You can't expect me to like get you that type of like lockdown that quick. Let me go yeah. on my pace and I'll let you know when I'm ready, when I'm ready. And that's why to me, I would go younger. Okay. Yeah. That you way, see that? I, you know what I'm saying? That way, I feel like I got time and I can go at a nice organic pace. I think if the girl is like emotionally mature and I don't really see an issue with it, but if she's just. Like, you guys have to be on both the same page. You can't yeah. just be dating a 21-year-old and she's yeah. just, like, has no direct... You know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's for guys, too. Like, if a girl goes, dates younger. Okay. As long as you guys are on the same page. Yeah, I, I, I think if you guys are on the same page, because just imagine, like, you're not on the same page. I've I've known somebody who's been in that same situation where the girl was basically forcing him, like, mm-hmm. forcing his hand, and... um. It she was thirty. To, she was thirty, right? Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it led to animosity. They weren't at the same at, on the same page. Like one wanted to have kids, one wanted to be married, one was not ready for that. Like I think it just leads to to bad blood and animosity in the relationship. And like I feel like 
obviously like I'm already married, but I feel like at some point early on when you guys are in a relationship or talking or whatever you want to do, there has to be a certain like feel or like an actual talk about like, Hey, like I want to be married at, I mean, all, I feel like all women have that age. Like, Oh, I want to be married at this age. Like, I feel like guys don't have that, but we know, like mm-hmm. we know, like, Oh, you never like, had that? I think it's time. You never had that? You never had like a, like a goal in your mind? Nah. Z? I, I know Jay didn't. Yeah, I, I, don't. I, I don't. You never did? Uh, no. Do you guys have, oh, did you have a goal? Oh, for sure. What's I your... literally thought I would have kids by like 25. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, okay, I preface this. My small town, everyone has kids like out of college basically. Mm-hmm. And they like, they move back. So, and like my mom had me at 23. So it was just like. That was what I was, okay, well, maybe that's going to be me. I'm going to be married by the time I'm out of college. I'm going to have kids before 30. Now I'm like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm chilling. Okay. But, yeah, it's funny to look back. I'm like, that was my goal. Like, that makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> I don't think that was ever my goal, like, to get married at a young age. It was never a goal, your goal? You never had, like, like, oh, I want to be married by this time? No, because I was dating someone for, like, almost five years in high school, too, and I never, like... Oh, so you're, you're a... You just like them long, them long relationships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Boy, I got a question, Jesse. Why, why do you think you have that goal in your mind? Like you said, I done, I didn't, but it, there's a reason for that. Is partially I didn't even know that mom was 30 when she had me. Basically, yeah. I did not do that. Mm-hmm. I thought I didn't. I didn't know what what age mom or dad both were when they had me. So I had no idea. I have no general idea of like timeline at all. Like I didn't realize like. Like, you know, all the things you broke down, like, yeah, when someone started, they want this, when they want, they want marriage, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, I didn't even know people moved to those timelines. Like, whenever we go to marriages and stuff like that, I don't even know how long they dated. I don't even know how old either couple is. I don't know how old they are when they have their first kids. So it's not like I have a mental idea. Like, yo, I'm like hitting that point where they were at and I need to have kids or I need to get married or I need to do this. Like, I didn't have that. Mm -hmm. So what makes... What made you get that? Were you like, when we were like 15 you, and we went to marriage, you're like, hey, hey, Cuzzo, how old are you? All right, bet. let me write that down real quick. Like, how did you come <laughs> up with that? It's um, the typical um, child order theory. Since you're the youngest child, yeah. you, got through, you got through life not thinking about these type of things. Yeah. You know, they say that usually the youngest child within the family lacks direction, mm-hmm. lacks um, decisiveness. You know, so you just going with it, with going with the flow, just so you go your entire life. And usually being the middle child, you're the most independent. You're most thinking, you're on the higher track or like you're basically, you're like kind of on a different track than say the younger child, right? Mm-hmm. I actually, as a guy, I actually had a date in my mind since I was probably like 17, 16, that I that was gonna be the age that I was gonna get married at. I what knew. I. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think it was? Seventeen. I like oh, when I when man. I was sixteen or seventeen years old, like in high school, and even before I started dating, I had a I had a date in my mind at the time that I wanted this to be my wedding date. At like when you were seventeen. When I was like sometimes it was like around when I was 17. sixteen, seventeen, and like um the very first girl I ever started talking to, like I didn't see her in that way. Yeah. But it was like as I was thinking about these type of things, because I'm like a deep thinker and I think about everything, anything yeah. and everything I can, I'll think about it. So I've thought about marriage and everything, even when I was in high school and all this stuff. And in my mind, I had a date in my mind 
already set in stone for the last like what 15 years what was gonna be my wedding date any guesses what it is November. a date a date a date i have there's an exact date that i was gonna get that was like in my future i was like this is the day that i am gonna get married on september 26th why why that date specifically <laughs> <laughs> You gotta, you gotta th- all right, I'll give you guys a You gotta think about what type of person Jesse is. Okay. Wait, you know it, right? I told you. You, you told me before, but I, I forget. But I know that the number is it's meaningful it's, because you gotta it's think a meaningful what, number. Yeah, yeah, you think of it like this. Jesse's a very, I don't wanna say square, but yes, <laughs> square person. Square. A very yeah. regimented, right? So you gotta think of a number that looks very regimented and square. Mm. 11. Okay, keep working off that. 15. No, I said keep working off that. That's a good. Hey, that's that's a good guess though. Eleven and fifteen are favorite numbers. That's my birthday. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh no, Scorpio. Hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a month now. That's square. I'll tell you. I'll tell you that date has already passed. So that that's a pipe dream. <laughs> it's a pipe dream. How about this? When when do you think Jesse turned? Was it when it was it when you were thirty? What, what when do you think Jesse turned? That it definitely happened during COVID. <laughs> a COVID wedding. Yeah, those COVID weddings were something else. I just want to say that. January. No, you were right. It has eleven in it, though. Yes, I say that's why I said keep working on that. Actually, it's not September. Actually, I will tell you this: every number is related to number eleven. Eleven, eleven. Eleven, eleven. Yeah. 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. 11. Wait. No. You- that's, that's <laughs> not when I was 21. <laughs> it was the, the, exact, the date that I would want to get married was called was 11, 11, 22. Because oh. 11, 11 stands for two, then, the two feet, like the person two feet was standing, and you, put, you combine together to become two and two. And then 2022. Oh. oh. Smart. That is smart. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, just you, live another 100 years. You can't yeah. do it. I think I heard 11, 11. My, the, my, my ideal mm-hmm. wedding date that I wanted since I was a little kid was 11-11-22 because 11-11 stands for like your two feet you stand on yeah. and you combine it together to become two and two. One and one becomes two and two. That's nice. It was a very spiritual meaning too. And it's, uh, you know, because Erica, you know 11-11 is You really a, like mm-hmm. thinking like that at 16. That's right. incredible actually. You no, know, people, people think that I'm just like goofball, but I'd be thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Just your brain needs to be studied. Hey, man, dude, they're talking about you can just take your conscience, download that to something, and just like freeze yourself for like 100 years, and then watch 11, 11, 21, 22, bam, it could happen. Maybe. Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, but that's, freeze a pipe, that's a pipe dream. I got to come up with Well, with Disney got some, got some competition, bro. <laughs> I got to come up with, new, with a new wedding date because that's your past. <laughs> you'll, you'll think of something, I'm sure. You're like, 11 and this, and we get combined together, and then we have a dog in 20 something, or like, I don't know. No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let fate take the wheel and go where it goes. All right, let's uh, let's side chart. Let's go back it up a little bit. Do you guys think that like coming from um, I guess a uh, broken home is uh, does it affect your dating life in a negative way? Or, and are there any positive aspects to it? Do you think that maybe allows you, gives you guys a different perspective and approach in a different way that maybe somebody like myself who comes from a nuclear home might not see it from? Mm, I'd say it used to affect, for sure. I think, like I said earlier, I've become more aware of it okay. recently. And wanting to not do, like, the toxic tendencies, like self-sabotage and mm-hmm. stuff. 
Because I think, like, over the years, for sure, I was, I think, the main problem in the relationships ending and stuff. But over the years, like, even today, I, in my head, I'm like, okay, don't, don't do that. Because that's just going to make you, um, like, go back and... Instead of taking steps forward, you're going to take steps back. So I think not having that, not having a father figure definitely impacts your relationships because you kind of, you don't have that sense of security. You just kind of have, okay, that's my mom and that's it. But I didn't even have my mom either. Mm-hmm. I, w- I had my aunt and uncle raise me. So it's just kind of like the fear of abandonment or like is in your head, but I think positive, my aunt and uncle <clears throat> raised me, and they were really good. They, like, they had a good marriage. They taught me everything. They taught me, like, politics and stuff. So I think, like, <laughs> like even having them, like, definitely opened my eyes to what, like, love could be, too. Okay. Erica? Still got the same views. All right. Any positives? But like, I I mean, I I love Robert. It's just I can't see myself like getting married. You know, so you don't ever want to get married. Well, now, but I feel like I should also see like a therapist. You know about that? You know, (laughs) I want to know why. I'm like, why do I view it like that? Let's unpack this. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Brandon. Um, I think it shapes like. Well, for me, it shaped like what I was looking for in uh, a significant other. Um, obviously, coming from a broken home, like all you think is negative, and like you kind of always want to be to yourself and like not ruin anybody else. So, for me, like the one thing that I can say is that I was looking for somebody that, you know, um, loved me for who I was. Mm. And grew with me in a sense that, like, to become a better person and to strive for me to be where I want to be. And obviously, I think I found that. Um, And the one thing I can say is that I think the one thing that I really needed that I learned from my mom was that I needed someone who was going to put me first. Um, And obviously, I think that Z definitely puts me up of herself sometimes which is always nice but at the same time like sometimes i would just want her to you know think about the stuff that she wants this is um controversial <coughs> this is gonna be very controversial Dang. when i say this very very controversial and don't hit me when i say this <laughs> okay but and it's not for me okay it's not for me if you don't hate nobody don't hate me <laughs> but my dad gave me very very valuable advice not too long ago and he said that a woman should like a man more in a relationship. What do you yeah. guys think about a that? A woman should like the man more yes. than the man like no. her? You don't think so? No. Explain on that. Why do you think that? I think it should be equal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think someone should like anyone like any more. You know, it's full like love. <laughs> I think it's subjective not in saying it as like a level of, when my dad said it, he was not saying it from a level of saying that, oh, I like you more than you like me. It's not like that. It's basically saying that, you know, 
what what is that? It's not saying that it's you're you're measuring the level of love for each other. It's basically, I guess, saying what you're prioritizing. Like for you, you say you want um, a woman to put you first, yeah, right. So you would want somebody. So you want someone that's not as selfish, and basically saying that you want know is is thinking about my feelings and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I guess that. Um, my dad is a very mysterious man, right? Man, even, even very few words. Yes, my dad is. I've known. I've, it's been years, and I still understand a lot. But that's just his wise words. He's telling to me. My dad has told me a lot of advice about when it comes to women. He said, "A, that's the first thing he says. Like you should always, men should always pick a woman that likes them more." And like I said, that he's not saying that 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 you that you pick a woman where you like them any less. That's not what he's saying. Yeah. It's just saying that his mindset is, as a guy, you got other priorities. You got to provide for your family. Uh, yeah, I think that's just a really traditional mindset. Yes. Because I think, I think that's just like how a lot of people or older people view yes. like the traditional household. Like the guy works for the family. Exactly. The, the women you know, nurture and... Exactly. So I can see where he says that. I think it's just worded weird. Yes. But I can, yes. I understand it, what you mean. It's it's the it's the delivery of saying that a woman should like a man more than what my dad said <laughs> that. It, it, can raise, it can raise controversy. But at the same time, I'm not saying, like I say, I'm not saying that it's a level of measure how much you love. Because at the end of the day, my dad loves my mom so much. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that my dad is so stoic and very cold-blooded that you will never, ever see any emotion from him unless he sees me and my brother. My yeah. brother, my, my, me and my brother are hard enjoying my father. He's the only time he smiles when he sees us. Yeah. Right? But at the end, of the, <laughs> he don't even smile at my mom. <laughs> he loves her, though. He loves her. He no, but, no, but he does. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but he generally... But that's like, by the end of the day, that's not his fault. Because that's just the culture that he grew up yeah. in, a very, very country, Chinese culture to, like, be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, if you if they were to, if I were to, love, like, measure them in, real, in reality... They are the exact same. My dad probably loves my mom probably even more, but he's just saying that way. The other one he said is never date a girl who has a loud voice. He says, only date girls with soft voices. Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Can you, can you guys unpack that? Why do you guys think he said that? Why do you think Papa Chan said that? Butting heads a lot, maybe? Like, Mind you, my mom does have a soft voice. Toxic masculinity. But it's not like no, but he's not saying it a toxic masculinity. He okay. he says it in a way where it's like, um, like I said, well, Nikki said he's very traditional. He's saying my dad is like I'm working. I'm out here working 10, 11 hours, twelve hours a day. Why are you yelling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's basically saying that like hey, I'm providing for you. I'm making all the money. It's not saying, and he goes, I'm providing for you. And like, no, my dad is so generous with my mom. Like, whatever my mom wants to do, my mom can do. My, my, my dad gives my mom all the free in the world to do anything she wants. Like, it's free, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, they don't have like a separate bank account. My mom's like, he gives me the credit card and I, I can spend on whatever I want. But like, my dad trusts my mom to essentially be like, exactly. not an idiot. Like, he's she like, knows. So that's what he's saying. He's like, basically, I guess what it's like, he's like, he just, just don't like, burn my house down and yell at me and stuff like that. He's like, I'm out here making money for you so you can spend on whatever you want. You want to go get a bag? 
bro, my sister, my sister is spoiled. When she, when she was in the eighth grade, my sister wanted to leave a Tom bag, right? My dad out here grinding. My mom said she's going to do it. Dad said, go ahead. That's it. That's it. And so, like, you can't, so like, I'm a disagree. My dad's not toxic masculine at all. He's just, that's just his belief in the way he is, where he just, he just, that's just how he raised too. He's a dated woman with, with a soft voice. But do you think in a way that's kind of toxic? I'll, I'm going to interject. It's not that it's toxic. It's or that not, when maybe. you, I mean, I'll say this. If you think it in the, in their traditional tense, as you guys mentioned, mm. it's not toxic. But when you put it in our current sense because of the power that women have and, you know, rightfully so and things of that nature, it sounds more toxic because they're applying that that term or that ideal into modern day. So, of course, people are like, dude, you're insane. Like, no, that makes yeah. no sense. But what he's saying and more so is saying that if you have a – this is what I think he was saying by that, by saying – Data woman with a soft voice is essentially saying if you have two people where who are trying to lead and say what to do in a relationship or make plans, like you guys are never gonna yeah. get anywhere in life. No <laughs> decisions will get made. Like imagine you guys are, I don't know, trying to buy a house. And she's like, and he's like, Well, I'm cool with this. No, I want this. You're like, okay. And he she's just always yelling, yelling, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. You're never gonna get anywhere in life. There's no compromise from any standpoint. If but he's using it in a he's using it in a very general term. Okay. Very general. He's not saying like, oh, if a girl raises her voice one time at you, she's canceled. <laughs> he's not saying like that. He's saying it in a very general term. Like if you know she's very, I guess the best way instead of loud voice, he's saying, don't date someone who's very like super confrontational about mm-hmm. everything you do. That's fair. Okay. I feel like that goes for girls too. Don't date a guy that's But then like you won't that. be able to voice your own opinion, I feel like, if you're See, I think and I don't like that. You're thinking about the the one, not, the super yeah. small percentile. He's saying, like in general, like of course you can speak your mind. Yeah. He's not saying like, yo, you're like, you're <laughs> like no in opinion. a cage. He's not saying like that. Yeah. He's just saying like, if someone has something to say or opinionated on every single little thing you do, every single little thing you do, you're never gonna do anything in life. Think about it. in our modern day, everything's about speed. The quicker you get things done, the further you f- move further in life and things of that nature. If you, every single decision you make in life is hit by confrontation, roadblock, 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 what are you going to do in life? You're going to be 60 trying to figure out what you want to do when you were 30. Yeah. Mm, exactly. Like I said, I don't think my dad is trying to be like, he's not being toxic masculine in the fact that like he's trying to control his woman. He's just basically saying that like, you know, I just, I just need peace to, to like be on my grind. You know, and like I said, he like when my mom speaks up. My my dad let her let lets my mom speak about anything. She speaks her mind to my dad all the time. It's just it's not it's not, it doesn't have anything with the speech. It's just have a pleasant. I think it's I think the the actual translation is date a woman with the with a um with a pretty voice or like a soft sounding voice. That's all it is. Yeah. That's all. Thoughts? I think I, I can definitely agree. Like when you guys were like you know giving your spiel. I, like, had to think about, like, me and Z's relationship and, like, through the years, like, obviously when you're younger, you're, you act a lot different than how you are, like, when you're older at, like, at 30 or whatever, um, but I've, me and Z have definitely had to compromise in, in our relationship to a point where it's, like, oh, like, for me, I used to always want, I always used to want to be right, Mm -hmm. like, it was never my fault, but then, like, you know, going through the relationship, like, Obviously, it sucks, like, you know, like, when you're wrong, like, owning up to it. Yeah. Um, 
And we that would lead to a lot of problems between me and Z, like, early on. But now, like, I realize, like, whenever I'm wrong, like, I'm wrong. Regardless of how long it takes me to own up to it and apologize, like, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, for her as well, like, she's, you know, f- found the ins and outs of, like, how I am. And she's conformed to that, too. And, like, back in the day, like, whenever I brought something up to her when she was wrong, she doesn't like being wrong, obviously. <laughs> but, like, it was, like, at that point, she was, like, like when I, I brought something up, she just wouldn't say anything. Mm. And she, I hated that. And, like, you know, through the years, like, just being together, she's realized, like, how to express her feelings and, like, the ways that, you know, like, I like to, you know, handle things and, like, mm-hmm. hash things out. And so I think it, it takes a lot of time, but at the same time, like, now that I'm older, I'm realizing, like, damn, like, I've grown, and, like, back in the day, like, I used to not be a good person. <laughs> hey, we were all there one time, right? So For sure. luckily, you guys are all very soft-sounding voice, so I think you guys are off of my dad's profile. <laughs> Z, too. Z has a very, a very kind and, and, like, soft-sounding voice, too. My mom says the yeah. same thing about, I think... Everyone here, I don't know if she's met you, Erica, yet, but she says, like, they, they have very, like, she's her her words are very shine, shine, <laughs> which means, like, they smile, they look very bubbly, they have, like, they, like, glow, essentially, is what she's trying to say, versus some people, you they don't got that glow. They don't got, they don't got that glowing aura, you know? That's what my mom says about, I think, I'm pretty sure that's what she says about Z, so... The shine, shine fruit. The shine, shine. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You you bring something that you were talking about you when you were like younger and everything and how like you've changed. You were not a good person. Yeah. Do you guys think, Erica, I'm bringing this up because uh, we talked about this before. Do you think people can change? Um, yeah, I think they do if they want to. Like if they really want something to work. Yes. Okay. So, yes, you believe people can change. I, I do. Okay. But it takes time. Like it takes time. I think they'll mess up trial and error in a sense. Like. Like little things. Okay. Yeah. Miss uh, Nikki. Yeah. yeah, I think people like bouncing off that. I think people can change if they are ready to change. If they are they ready, they have to be ready because anyone can just be like, "Oh yeah, I changed," and then they just go back to their old habits. Mm-hmm. They can change for a day, mm-hmm. but if they are like committed and ready to change, then I think it's possible. Okay. I definitely, yeah. They also have to want to change for, like, themselves, not just for someone else. That's the key, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have to want to change for themselves. Thoughts? Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with everybody. I think it takes time, and it definitely takes the desire for them to actually want to change and realize what they're doing is, let's just say they're doing something wrong. They have to realize what they're doing is wrong and is hurting other people. Um. And I think what definitely helps is, like, the people around you, like your support system uh, to guide you through if you need anything. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, for sure, I piggyback what off all you guys said. But I do have a question in regards to, you said people have to want to change, right? So my question is, do you think it's, like, the straw that breaks the camel's back. So it's like one thing that causes someone to change. Or do you think it's like a combination of like a hundred different things that over time they've experienced? Like this has happened, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. You know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm going to make a change because of this. Or is it just one earth shattering, you know, 
moment in life that you're like, this is, I, if I don't switch this up, my life is not going to be good. I think it's multiple instances. I don't think it's just one time because I don't, I think one time is too short for anything, like for any kind of habit. Um, and um, I think sometimes people can do, like make bad habits and continue to do it. And if nobody says anything to you, you might not realize it. And so, like I, like I said, I think support, your support group or, you know, the people around you can influence you to, you know, change if you want to. And, and there's, there's only so much that you can say. Um, and in the end, I think it's just up to the person. Um, like in my experience, I think that I can harp on things and, you know, let you know, like, you did something wrong. But in the end, like, I'm not you. I can't make you change. Mm -hmm. I can just let you know how I feel and you can roll with whatever I have to say. Like, and then like, I wish you the best, but at the same time, like if you don't change, you don't change. What's that saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Or something like that? <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, that something like that. Yeah. That's Southern saying. Oh. Uh, Southern. Got anything to say? Anything else want to chime in? Too juicy. It's too juicy? Yeah. No. I can't. I know. Okay, well, I don't want to give examples because it's like, do I want to put that on blast? Use fake like, names. Use fake you don't, names. You don't have to put on it. You don't have to okay. say anything you don't want to say. Like, it's like trial and error, like one time. I mean, I don't mind because like not a big deal, but made a friend on Valorant and it was a girl, but he <laughs> never introduced me. Oh. And, you know, I'm all for him having girlfriends, you know, but for me, I like, Good I always you. introduce him to like all the homies on Valorant all the time. But... I didn't know about her, and I was logging on to my Discord, and I see this girl message, and I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, sorry. this? And then I, 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 oh, yeah, I was like, who's this? And then, yeah, it was just like, it was not good. I was like, like, he's been playing with her and, like, been in Discord with her for, like, a while, but, like, there was no flirting or anything. Like, he, she played with his friends, too. But it's just like, you don't introduce me. It's not, mm. like, the same level of, like... Mm. Respect, I guess. So I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, gonna try to go ahead. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not defending him. Yeah. But I'm saying this from a guy standpoint. Sometimes, sometimes guys just like you know just do that without without like thinking about the repercussions of like that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it truly is. I'm just playing with the homie, and you know they don't think any that. Oh, I gotta. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some, sometimes like oh, it's, like you play if if. I was in a situation, I was playing with a homie and it was platonic, you know? Mm -hmm. Then, like, it, that's all it is. I don't, I don't want to harp on it or, braise, or raise a concern. Well, I, let's <laughs> just... Do you, do you know okay, what I mean by that? Yeah. No, I did see some of the messages because he let me and, like, the girl would try to flirt with him and he'd be like, oh, I'm for the homies. Like, bro, why don't you say you have a girlfriend? I don't like that. That's shady. You do realize that some guys don't have, are completely oblivious that they're being flirted on? Yeah, I know he is. Oh my God. <laughs> right, right. So, like, I, think, I think that goes both ways. Right, like some guys are completely oblivious when a girl is trying to flirt with them. They, they honestly do not know. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's the situation, but I'm just like, defending for some. Like, there are cases when like a girl be flirting, you like you don't know. Mm -hmm. You know. I was I was just gonna ask. Like, obviously, I, I don't know the situation, but yeah. I just want to. I feel like there's a different perception. Like, I feel like if a guy was playing with a girl. Um, that's like, and you don't know the girl. It's kind of different from a, a a guy. I mean, a girl playing with a guy. Like you know what I'm saying? It's kind of confusing. But at the same time, I hope you know what I'm saying. 
Like, you know how Robert um, was playing with a girl? Yeah. What And let's go opposite. You were playing with a guy. I feel like that's a little different. How? Um, because, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I don't, I feel like a lot of guys are known for playing video games, right? And so, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I were playing with a girl, Z would be mad. <laughs> and I wasn't telling her, but, like, if Z was playing with a guy, I'll just be like, "Oh, like, okay, like, yeah, like guys just play video games, you know?" Yeah, yeah. I see that. Oh, I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah. but it's literally like the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's different. It's the same, but it's different. Different meanings, but different it's, situations. Yeah. How about, yeah. how about yeah. I flip this? Instead of like, if it was something like if a girl likes to do, like, say, like, they're getting their nails done, right? Yeah, it's like if a guy goes with a girl to get their nails nails done, you probably be like. Hey, yo, what the... Like, if it's something like... You know what I mean? Like, if a guy goes with Z to get his nails done and he's straight, you'd be like, is that what you're kind of trying to put up? Because guys don't normally get their nails done. Their nails done. You get what I mean? Oh, uh, I see. You I get see what I'm saying? Jay, like, I see what Jay's I'm trying, trying to flip it. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. flip yeah. what is stereotypical because, you know, he said guys normally play video games. So what if guys don't normally get, like, pedicures and manicures and stuff? So imagine it was the opposite. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. You should have said you should have okay. given nailed it. You should have said a pedicure. Okay. okay well, <laughs> well, like I mean, because you know, I, mean, I, get, I get I get my toes done. Because think about like like, like like Brandon was one who exposed us to getting a pedicure, right? But like he goes <laughs> with Z to get a pedicure. I'm saying like nails, like your actual nails, like your what was it, manicures hand? Manicures yeah. hand. You get manicures. You're getting manic. Guys don't normally get manicures. I've gotten one. What if what if this guy is going to get a manicure <laughs> with Z every single month? No manicure month? shaming. Every single month, that's kind of weird. They see that's what I mean. But she doesn't tell you. And she doesn't tell you. Yeah. See the whole that that whole situation where they don't tell you is kind of weird. That's where it gets sh- okay. Weird. It's like if, yeah. if if it happens, fine. But if they're not telling you, it's kind of like why like a, why not? But I'll say but I'll say this. Let's just like keep genders out of it. Okay. I don't tell Z that I'm playing Valorant with you. I don't tell Z I'm playing Valorant with Jay. I don't yeah. I don't say that. But it is kind of weird that like, if I was just playing with a random girl that I met, mm-hmm. but then I don't know if I would even like, tell but Z because I'm just playing video games. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just it's like a line. Like if they're if they're adding and talking off of, that's yeah. where that's where like this isn't even like just not playing video games. Yeah, it's like, if there's like you know flirting conversation, going on, like, yeah. in game like chat and stuff like that, that's a little different. Okay. Because it's like, yeah, whenever, like, if we're playing games, if there's guys or if there's girls, like, you're just playing the game. Yeah. True. Without right. any other intention. Yeah. Let's uh, like expand on this a little bit. All right. Since we're t- we are on the topic of guys playing with girls and girls playing uh, playing video games with girls. <laughs> 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 All right. Do hey, you yo. guys think that guys and girls can just be... Purely platonic friends. Yes, but they have to, like, both parties have to have some semblance of emotional maturity to, like, be platonic. I mean, I, I feel like there, it's not always has to be, like, oh, does this person like me? Or it's, it's, I think guys and girls can just be strictly friends. I also think so, but sometimes I feel like anytime I've heard something, it's always been the guy likes, ends up liking the girl. It's always a light. The guy yeah, liking the that's girl? What I, yeah. Okay. From, like, friends and stuff like that. I'll be like, oh, dang. 
and you don't even give off like the flirty vibe to like so I'm just like huh okay yeah. what do you guys think yeah <laughs> based on what Erica said I would just say I agree with what Erica said but it's due to supply and demand do you Elaborate. know what I mean by that? Elaborate on that. If, all right, what is in demand? Beautiful women, right? Beautiful women are in demand. So if the supply of beautiful women are low to a guy, he's going to go after his friends who are beautiful. Supply and demand, simple as that. But if a, hypothetically speaking, say a guy has a high supply of beautiful women, he probably is not going to, you know, be worried about having an attractive friend that's a girl and he's not he's gonna be okay with being platonic with them versus vice versa it's not gonna work like that so the more supply someone has yeah probably it's okay the less supply someone has nah it's not gonna happen what do you think brandon i i mean my best friend is a girl so i think i think it can work but i've obviously i've seen it happen to where you know, you're just friends and then like in a friend group and then people start to have feelings. Don't get messy. It gets really, really messy. And um, I don't know. I, I just think it's on the person, like how easily they catch feelings. Mm -hmm. I mean, if one person is, you know, <laughs> out there flirting and, and making it seem like there's something going on, like, okay, you know. So... This is my two cents. I think that 90% of the time, guys and girls cannot be friends. 90% of the time. I think 10% of the time, um, they can be friends. The reason why I say 90% is I think that, generally speaking, say you have a friend group, if you have guys and girls, you spend enough time together, someone's going to catch feelings. Usually, I think you're right, Erica. I think it is usually, in most cases, the guy. Right? But... I think that if you, as a guy, have those boundaries set up in your mind where you don't cross those boundaries, you can do it. Like, y'all know me. Y'all never, ever see me ever, ever catch feelings with anybody within the <laughs> friend group, right? Yeah. My best friend is a girl, and people have been telling me for years, y'all going to date. And I'm saying, y'all out your freaking mind. It ain't happening. All right. For people, like, from, like generally, this, this is just how I view it. Any female that enters a friend group immediately gets put into the friend zone bucket. And you don't leave the friend zone bucket. Nobody graduated from the friend zone um, class. Right? Because you guys know I only date girls that are outside the friend, the friend group. I've never, ever gone for a female inside the friend group. Good for you. Yeah. Right? Because that joke gets messy. Yeah. But generally speaking, I think that guys, they can... And they can't. But usually, they can't. Because someone always catches feelings. <laughs> right? Can I say an example? Go ahead. I just won't name names. But there is a... Yeah. For sure. I think. There's a girl that entered our friend group. And um, <laughs> it was like a flock of the guys in our friend group just went to her. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. And yeah, I just feel like they tried to be friends, but then they all caught feelings. Okay. And now it's, they're all just, 
There's like only a few men standing. But yeah, like once they get over that bump, okay, maybe they can be friends. But okay, yeah, for sure, I think it's most cases the guy falls. Okay, I think that the only way that that you can that a guy can be friends with their um, female friends is a they don't find the girl attractive. Mm-hmm. So they, you don't you have no resemblance or, or or attraction to them. So they immediately gets like that's a hard no. And two, like I said, boundaries. And then I think that three is if she was uh you know she's off limits because of situations with your boys. Yeah. Right. So that's that's my case. Or like I said, you just know not to cross those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Or if you marry like this guy. I would just just say Just to play devil's advocate I mean all those things are very true I'm just saying just Hypothetically I'm gonna go back to the supply and demand thing right? You're like if the girl is attractive right But like Say a dude Like every single girl that he has Like every single girl in his friend group Just like disappears Okay Everyone Everyone So this man Or yeah this man just Has no friends anymore Like for some Got mag- they got snapped away like the Avengers. I'm just hypothetically speaking, all right? And then so now he has this one person, this one female or, you know, vice versa. They only have that one person left. Wouldn't they, like, biologically, they'd be like, well, my monkey brain is kicking in. I got to <laughs> reproduce. Or they're going to be like, nah, we, we bought it just a... Uh, the entire human <laughs> civilization is dead. Nothing is happening here. Is that what you're saying? A, uh, a Nikki. Is that what you're going to say for you, Jesse? No, like- no, 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 no. I'm going to say, um, I just thought about this. I think that when you said all the dudes flocked to that girl, it happened when she dyed her hair and she went, went ABG mode. No. Really? I think, well, I mean, she does get her hair done. I feel, no, I feel like after, like, after she got her hair did and all that junk, that's when all the dudes came mm, coming. I don't know. The timeline. Got hair did. She was looking too good. <laughs> but um, I will say I will on top of that I think that um, generally speaking I think guys um, I think that guys are a little more shy and like when you it's easier to basically hit on a girl within the friend group because there's, you've already broken and broken that barrier and there's already that sense of familiarity mm-hmm. right it is hard as hell to approach to cold approach women in like in an outside setting because that takes courage Right. And most people are afraid of rejection. So they don't want to go through that and don't want to face rejection. Because let's be honest, people hate rejection, yeah. whether you're a guy, you're a girl. And so usually if you're going out, hitting the club, you know, you can go, or going to like a rave, or whatnot, unless you got some, some, you know, unless you inebriated on something, liquid courage, <laughs> liquid courage or something, <laughs> it's hard. It is hard for a guy to cold approach a girl. And, you know, hey, there's, a, there's a cute little joint in your friend group. <laughs> you you hang out a little too many times. Y'all be y'all be rapping. You know, got a little got some alcohol in your system. You know the feelings come coming. I feel like it ruins the friendship though. With the group. That's but that's crossing what? the boundary yeah. though, right? But what if it what, what if it was mutual? What if what if it was a situation where you know they secretly both liked each other? That's good. Okay. Uh, still messy, but. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, whatever, it makes him happy. 
Yeah, but I mean, it could lead to problems like, you know. Of course, it leads to problems because someone will get their feelings hurt. Yeah. Especially in our modern day era where there's like people just, you know, dash and go, dash and go, you know, and it just and it just causes drama within the friend group. What do you mean? What is dash and go? What does that mean? Like DoorDash? What do you no, when I mean dash and go is like, um, you know, with, with the widespread like availability of dating and everything, dating apps, people want more options. People are afraid to settle down. Okay. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, people in general, I, if this is from my observation from like 10 years ago, people were more willing to like lock down. Mm-hmm. Now with like hookup culture being what it is now, people... Um, are afraid that they're settling, so they are basically constantly reaching for more. Even within a good situation, they keep going. So if they're, so say hypothetically, a guy and a girl catch, do catch feeling with a girl in the friend group, they start talking, have a little situationship, you know, start, they start canoodling, <laughs> right? <laughs> Guess what? He breaks their heart because you know he 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 got he had his eye on something else. I feel like yeah. it works sometimes. It- Depends, like, if you were, like, best friends at first and then, like, you guys end up talking and sometimes you guys can be, like, just end up being friends again. I think that's possible. Uh, Is this from experience, Erica? Are you speaking from experience? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, you know, if it's your anecdotal experience, I believe you. Yeah, that's a long time. You know, but we were still friends after. Okay. But, But in an instance where, like, Jesse says, like, if y'all don't end up, if, if y'all start dating or whatever, and regardless if you guys were best friends before it, what if you end up like, let's just say the guy cheats on you. I... So that leads to so many problems within the friend group because there's so much animosity from just between you two. You guys cannot hang out together as, as a friend group. And then it gets messy. It gets messy too. Think about it this way, because now everybody else in the friend group feels awkward associating with that who, person. Like you, you hanging out with that cheater? Or who do I hang out with? Exactly. Who do, do I, I hang out with? with? A or who do I hang out with? B. Well, if like he cheats on you and stuff, but then you have like a history and they try to work on themselves, I think it's different. So this is going back to the thing we're talking it's, about, like yeah. people change. Yeah, people change, but also like. If you break up and, yeah, they cheated in the past, you would still want that person in your life because you have, like, such a long history. Okay. I didn't, put, I didn't give you my two cents on it. I don't think people can change. Mm-hmm. I don't, Damn. I don't think people change. Now, now that, that's a very, very general statement, okay? Let me, let me elaborate. Let me elaborate before y'all come. come, come. <laughs> it's for y'all straight cook me, okay? Let I them think, cook. I think, okay. So... If you think about yourself as a child, right? When you are uninfluenced by the world, you have a certain personality. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way you think, your core values. Your core values will never change. That's embedded within you since you're since you were a child, right? How you what you believe, all this, all that, which of how your mom raised you, all that stuff. You you go on through your entire life like that. Now, how you react to things is different. As you grow older you basically build barriers and build walls and build mechanisms, defense mechanisms um, as you grow up as a reaction to certain things or whatever happens to your life. So say this happens because of situations you've grown up with, it's, you have learned and adapted to basically react in this way, right? Your core value and your core personality and core who you are will never change, right? How you act, your personality, like your beliefs on stuff, that can never change, but your reaction to stuff can change. 
you can adjust that, right? But it, like, so say you may believe this, you're going to believe that forever. That's just who you are. But say, let me think of an example. Um, I'm using you as an example, Brandon. Good. So my first time meeting Brandon. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> my first time meeting Brandon was at a house party. And the first thing I saw about this kid was that that, that boy is a hothead. <laughs> Okay, me not knowing anything, actually, I knew he was like, I mean, I didn't like, I had no negative feelings. I was like, dude, that boy is a hothead. He is trying to burn this mother freaking <laughs> house down. He was defending his sister. Mm. He was defending his sister, right? No qualms with that, right? I'm like, dang, boy is, okay, right? But his, but his belief was my sister was disrespected. Yeah. It is my job as her brother to defend my sister's honor, Right? As a child, like we said, we have every child has good virtues. Every, that's why in my heart, I believe that every human being is naturally good, but you become bad and hardened by the environments and how like you are affected growing up and be, you become a certain way and you, the way you react to things change. Come now, Brandon, 30 years old, hitting the big 30, right? <laughs> I think that that was based, that was almost 10 years ago, Yeah. right? We rewind 10 years ago. And I, th I think if Brandon was in that exact same situation, his reaction would have been different. But innately, he has never changed. He's still going to defend his sister. You know, that's why I said that he did, will, he's not change. But the way you react changes, right? Just like you were talking earlier about like, um, like you, like maybe like your relationship with Z, right? Maybe there's some things that triggered you, some triggered her. Yeah. Those things was probably still triggered. Like you probably, you probably still had things that triggered each other. But how you react changes. Instead of you firing back, saying "Why are you on my, why are you on my joint?" Yeah, you be like, "Hey, you know what? Let's talk about it." Yeah, so that's what I mean. Say like people don't change. How you react change. I, I understand the values thing, but I still think the reaction thing is still built into you, and I think that's part of your personality. So in a sense, you're changing your personality, even though, like, I mean. There's not a correct, like, mm -hmm. it's, nobody can prove that, like, your reactions are part of your personality. Mm -hmm. But I just think that your reactions is, like, even though you say you change your reactions, how you react to things, I think that's you changing as a person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe not the values. Okay. Because you're definitely right. Like, my sister was disrespected. Exactly. And I will always hold to that. If somebody's disrespecting my sister, I'm going to say something. Yeah, exactly. But, like, the way I react is, like, a part of who I am. Mm -hmm. Like now, okay, and that's why I think like you know people can change. Yeah, but okay. I mean obviously we can I, uh, it's debate a, it's about a, it. It's a difference of, of phonetics and yeah. stuff like that, you're right? But that, that's just that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, like I, that's just that's just how I see. It. Like people, I, in my opinion, people never change. Like I'll, I'll give you an example for myself. You know, like um, I've always my family's always known me as the kind-hearted person in my family. <clears throat> yeah, right. My kindness has always been mistaken for weakness, and I've done a lot of things in my life where I believe these type of beliefs and I've always stood by them since I was 15, since I was 17, 21, regardless, 20 years. I've always had these beliefs about certain things. Y'all know me. Y'all know me very well. Y'all know my heart, right? And a lot of bad things happened to me. But the way I have reacted has changed throughout the years because I forced myself to grow in a way where I react differently in a more mature way. When I was younger, she. I did some toxic things. That's for sure. Right? But as I've gotten older now in my 30s, I react different. But I still think the same way. But I know now 
through experience, through mistakes, I go, you know what? That's not the right course of action. I should not take that course of action. I know what this leads. I know this is toxic. And and the result, I'm going to react this way this time. That's just what I mean by that. As in you change by your reaction. But that's change. Yeah. Okay. You said grow. You know what? I, I, I'll let y'all take this. I'll let y'all take this, okay? But that's that, that's 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 my take on it. And I was I just want to say, just dive a little deeper. You said like I still think the same way, but people say you're not your thoughts. Okay, you're not your thoughts. Like what you're thinking in your head is not your thought. Is not who you are. It's what you do with your thoughts that make you who you are. Okay, you know, like I'll give you an example. Like there are serial killers out there, right? They probably have thoughts about like people do all this random stuff, but they actually act on it. That's what makes them a serial killer, mm. right? That's the extreme form, the extreme tense on it. I'm not saying we like have we want to react on like people and stuff like that. Or like I'll give you an example, another example, a little lighter example. There's a croissant right there. If I was a big tubby boy, right, I get like 15 when I just saw one. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna get all 15. I'm gonna eat all 15, but I'll be a tubby. But because I choose not to eat 15 croissants, I'm not tubby. Okay. You know, my decision on that thought is what made me what I am. It's not, so your thoughts are not who you are. That's, I'm doing a lot of reading and stuff, and that's a huge thing people say. Like, what you think is not who you are. Okay. So. I'll, I'll still give it to y'all. I, okay, fine. Uh, you have swayed me. Yes. People can change. <laughs> <laughs> people can change their mindset. Yes. We there you go. Okay. There you go. I guess I guess I break it down a little different. But I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you us one. I will hold Jesse zero. I will hold the L on this one. I will hold the L on this one. But that's but y'all y'all give that's that's my belief. Okay. When it comes to that those type of things. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just me. My innately, I just think that how somebody is, because um. I'll elaborate on some more. So when it comes to relationships, right? The reason why I think like that is because of think about like insecurities. Everybody has their insecurities, right? And naturally, when you are dating somebody, you project your insecurities onto your partner. If you have um, trust issues, you are going to project your trust issues onto your partner. And I think that is so unfair to do to your partner. So I think that innately, that's your nature when you have trust, when you have trust issues. So you will always project until you get that was it stability not a security to know that they're not going to depends on how you get your like insecurity like why do you have trust issues you know mm-hmm. i said trust issues like as an that, example like, as an example like baggage in a sense from previous relationships or something i guess so i guess so yeah i don't know we'll see we could transition to the last topic jay <laughs> oh, you know, we got a little intense here. But you guys, the two ladies on the podcast currently are of mixed ethnicity. So I was wondering, <laughs> through the years, you know, you, you guys have the privilege of choosing either side of the coin, you know, the <laughs> yellow side or the Caucasian and Latina side or Latino side. What made you lean more toward one side than the other? How I grew up, because I grew up with my Latina side. But you only hang out with Asians. No. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, growing up, I, like, I don't know. It was just, like, where I grew up. I grew up in Arlington, so it's... Wait, is Robert Asian or is he Latino? No, he's Viet. He's Viet. All right, 100%? He's a quarter white. My question is, what made you lean there romantically? Oh, I was like, ooh, he's kind of cute. 
when I saw him. And okay. Like, and then my friends, like, you know, kind of hooked up. I was like, okay. okay. I really liked him. He seemed really sweet. Wait, were you always attracted to Asian guys? Or were you... I think my brother... No. My, oh, so cause my brother was basically asking, uh, why did you choose an Asian over your Hispanic boys? Just cute. He was just oh, cute. Yeah, he was like, I like what And because he was six foot, right? <laughs> he lied to me, okay? He's like 5'10", 5'11". I was like, God. Wait, 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 wait. He wait, lied wait. to me. So, how, how so? Wait. Was he like, yeah, I'm like six feet with Timberlands no, or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, he just always be like, yeah, I'm, I'm six feet. And I'm like short, so I don't know the difference, you know? Hey, just, that's what Jesse said. He said, hey, girls don't know the difference. I said, five, I said that on my last 16. episode. I said, girls, when you 5'2", five, 5'3", five, whatever, like like sub five foot, you look up, it all looks the same. 5'10", five, 5'11", five, six foot, it all looks the same. Yeah. yeah. You looking up, it's the difference. Dara didn't talk to me for like two weeks because I thought he was 5'7". <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I was, I was like, like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. But why does that hurt, guys? Because it's like, guys... Some guys, a lot of guys, they take that as like a shot at their like who they are as a man. They identify with it essentially. Like, oh, you think I'm small? Like, what do you think? It's like people say like little dog syndrome and stuff like that. But like, it's essentially Napoleon. That, Napoleon complex. Like, you're taking, yeah, you're taking a shot at them essentially. You're basically calling them short. Yeah, that's <laughs> a negative connotation. That's or why. like, I think men it don't want to be short. Men don't want to be short. I or, get called short all the time. But it's yeah, different. But, it's but girls, different. it's not a big deal. It's different because, like, because height is not important for women. Height is important for guys because you don't because because it's masculinity and it's, you don't want to be seen as inferior. Mm. Let me ask you something. And women like taller guys. When you guys take shots at girls, what do you say about a girl? When what's you take sh- what's the first thing you say about a girl? Like she's this, she's this. What's the first thing you take shots at about if uh, at a girl? Um, for girls. What they see as low value or like low class or like trashy of a, or like when they try to bomb on a girl for her status in the world, or whatever, they either say she's what, like old or she's used or like she's a hoe. People are like, oh yeah, she's like a hoe, blah, 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 blah. Right? Guys, it'd be like, yo, he's broke, he's short, <laughs> he's small, he's bald or something like, like some yeah. stupid like that. They attack things that guys align to like what they are as a man. You know what I mean? So when you call a guy short, you're attacking what he sees himself as a man. Mm. And if I call a girl, yo, you a hoe, she gonna be like, what? What you say about me? Because <laughs> that's how they as- assign themselves as like women. Yeah. Like, are you say I'm like easy peasy lemon squeezy? Like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, what? Like, that's attacking me as like a woman. But if you tell a guy, man, you easy peasy lemon squeezy, he'd be like, oh, man, I still got it like that, you know? Because yeah. they don't value it like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what, I'm, what, I, what I just I deduced from that? So you're basically saying that- it's like emotional. As a, as a woman, and you attack the guy, you attack their physical attributes. As a guy, you attack the woman, you attack their character. You, you attacked what women see as like what they define themselves as. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What what they identify as? Or identify. Like, <laughs> I'm, just I'm If you say like a adult entertainer was a, you know, a floozy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, she probably be like, well, that's my job. Like, I don't care. That's different. That, but that's what I mean that's because different. she doesn't identify that as a negative yeah. toward her. But I'm saying because that's her job. Yeah. But if a guy, you know, say if a, a guy was like a professional midget, like he making bread off that, he'd probably be like. Kevin short. Hart. Yeah, yeah he's like, I'm but short, if, whatever. Like, Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah but it, it goes back to if that's her character, yes. then she's going to take offense to that. There you go. 
That's true. If you think about it, every time women like you guys want to attack, she is such a slut. Yes. Oh my. Right? Is that the first thing? Bro, she no. is a slut. No, I'll be like, dang, that person's horrible. Yeah, I just see uh, you say that. What, what, what was the first three letters you said that she? Because that's the one. <laughs> She's a whore. <laughs> I never said why that. You, said why don't you emphasize the horrible? I'm going to edit that, bro. She's a whore. That's all I was going to say. Edit that out. Edit that one part out. Yeah, because if you're not that person, then it shouldn't like affect you. Yeah. Okay. If yeah, that's I guess that's usually. I never really thought about it like that. How girls attack girls is usually like a jab at their the character. Inner, yeah. Yeah. The character. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you basically you're, you're attacking their ego? Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, oh, uh, we never answered. Why did uh, you choose? Why did you choose? Um, my brother his original question. He was said, "Why'd you lean to the yellow side?" Dude, I literally had an identity crisis growing up because one, I was like in a a white town and there's like people thought my mom was Chinese or they thought like, oh, Nikki, like you're related to the people at the nail salon, right? And I was like, no, they're Vietnamese. Oh, you guys don't speak the same language. Like, I was just like, dang, like, what am I? Like, or like I went to a private school and I was the only... There's, like, two other Asian girls, but, like, on, like, applications or something, it's, like, white, Asian, other. I'm, like, I don't know what to put. And so, and then it wasn't until, like, high school, I was, like, watching, like, K-drama, and I was, like, and people made fun of me, like, you're, you're not even Korean, like, why are you watch, watching that? Then I was, like, dang, like, what am I? And then I got to JMU, and I was, like, What? There's other Asians. There's other, yeah. <laughs> There's other people here. They're like me. Like me. Yeah, like, me. Like, like that sounds so cheesy and like corny, but like I literally found myself like at JMU because I was like, damn, like I, I like vibe more with Asian people than white people. Mm. You're racially ambiguous. I never thought about yeah. that. I can, I can, I can agree with that. So wait, the same thing for that. you? No, I never thought about that. Also, I was, just, I was raised by my mom, so like, or not raised by my mom, but like, I was around my mom, so. True. I always, I mean, we went to the Philippines a lot, so I was like, I always identified, but I just never really like understood until I got to JMU. But Erica, like, I'm not gonna lie, for the, hot, for the hottest minute, I didn't even know you were mixed. Same. It's crazy. You, you look straight via to me. I do? What? I didn't even think she was Haitian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? No. <laughs> No, yeah. I did not know she. What? Nope, I know because the reason why I say that is because <laughs> I, did not, I did not know she was Asian. No, really? Okay. No, I only assumed because of the black hair and you're within the Asian circle. And I, I don't know. I just thought you were V because, like, have you ever noticed that some V people look straight white? Yes. And some V people look straight mixed. I'm like, dang, that person, like, um, like Alex, Alex's, but I thought they were mixed, half, half white, half Asian, like half V. You know, Alex, right? I thought they was mixed, but they was never mixed. They're not mixed. No, they're they're one hundred percent. His last name is Gorang. Oh. No, they're they're one hundred percent Viet. Oh yeah, it's, no, no, yeah. It's, His dad is um, adopted. Okay, that's why. Uh, you <laughs> never know though. You think about it, it could be like way back in the day, like two hundred years ago. He probably had some what, little little French, you know, you know what I'm saying, a little French, a little croissant action in there. But yeah, but that that that's what when I thought about you, it's like I never knew you were you was mixed. I just thought you were just just Viet, because y'all just you never know, you bro. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. 
But do you do you enjoy being mixed? Yeah. <laughs> How um Bolivian? Yeah, because I understand Spanish. So like, if I hear someone talking shit in Spanish, oh sorry, it like crap about someone. You can like, you oh, can curse I now. I, I understand what you're saying about that person. Like if they're uh, like a work setting, you know. Are you fluent? Uh no, I am broken Spanish, but I understand it way more. Can you speak be it? No. Oh, okay. I don't know yet at all. Okay. Annoy. Mm. Final thoughts, anybody? <laughs> Final thoughts, guys. Anything? All right. Well, this was fun. It was fun. I was I was really freaking nervous because I was like, dude, what? You gotta tell me what the topics are right now. Uh, <laughs> I need to plan this. No, it's a, it's a better reaction. It is. It it's is. A yeah. In hindsight, I'm like, all right, you know, because I was like looking. I was like, yo, what 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 was the topic again, Erica? She's like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my idea. That topic's maybe my idea, but... I was like, this isn't a video one either, right? She goes, no, it's video. I was like, oh, shit. Hey, I'm just trying to keep you guys on your toes, but anyways. Thank you guys so much for today. And thank you guys so much for watching. That's the end of the show, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please like, comment, subscribe. Leave a comment for any type of topics you want us to discuss. Or if you want to bring these amazing people back they will be back regardless if you asked or not so don't even worry We're about here that to stay. <laughs> they're here to stay but thank you guys for so much for watching and i hope you guys enjoy it joe thank you guys for enjoying the show Woo! bye